everyone. My name is Maurice from the Ice House. Welcome to another episode of the Ice House podcast. So with me today, I have got Renee from SivTech. Hi, Renee. Hi. Hi. Um, for those who don't know, please, can you uh, explain a little bit about SivTech and, and what you do there? Sure. So SivTech is a construction company. Uh, we build infrastructure, so we specialise in um, underground utilities in particular at the moment. So that's telecommunications, water, gas and power. We also do a little bit of light civil and um, we have expanded our offering in the, in the telco space. And we're starting to do a bit more mobile wireless and, and various other connectivity things. Um, we started the company seven years ago, my husband and I, and it was a man in a van situation so he was going out to work on the tools and and uh, um, was, we were going to have a very relaxed lifestyle um, we now have uh, just over 260 staff nationwide we operate throughout the central north island um, we operate um, from Christchurch in the south island and um, all over the show depending on on what the projects require so our purpose is improvement through connection. So what we do is we, we're improving people's lives by making sure that they have access to the services they need to do that. Um, but ultimately, we have a team of problem solvers. So we see a problem, a client has a problem, and we help them figure it out. And the business has grown off the back of that customer focus. Wow, that's amazing. So that's serious growth, growth over the last seven years. Yeah, it's been been quite full on. <laughs> oh, well, really good. Yeah, and so why did you guys decide to start your own business? Um, it, it, interestingly, it was supposed to be a lifestyle choice. So at the time, um, Shane. So Shane's a civil engineer. That's his his profession, and he was working for another company in the Waikato. Um, I was contracting, I, my background is in consulting and IT, and um, we were both pretty full on. An opportunity came up to connect, do a few fibre connections, and the idea was that he could control his workload. We were going to do four day weeks, I, I was only working four days a week at that point. Um, we had two young children, and so we were going to create a bit of a um, lifestyle where work supported the lifestyle we were after and that seemed like a good option to do it um, but once we got on there we were both quite driven and the opportunity was pretty massive so we couldn't help but go for it <laughs> yeah oh wow was it was it your first time as business owners yes yes so um, we've always worked in other people's businesses we've never started a business before so um, we've uh, yeah, baptism by fire. We very much learned along the way how to make things work for us. Cool. Well, that um, leads me nicely into my second uh, question, which is, um, so why did you, and um, for those who don't know, Shane's also done Ice House as well. So why did you and Shane both do the Ice House Owner Manager Program? Yep. So we were banking with BNZ. We do bank with BNZ. Um, and our banker had invited Shane along uh, to one of the game changer nights. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he went along to that. And probably fair to say we were at a point where we were growing really quickly. Um, we, wasn't that we were losing control of it, but it was taking on this life of its own that we were a little bit, starting to get a little bit out of our debt. 
Um, and I wasn't working in the business, I was still contracting um, in my other role. So Shane, it was all on his shoulders. And he went along to the Game Changer night. Um, he spoke to your predecessor when um, he was there yeah. and had quite a good night, learned quite a few things and had some good chat. So he came home and he said, oh, this, this program sounds quite good. I think I might need to, to check it out. Um, and so we did. And for him, you know, that was the first real, um, shall I say, training, education, professional development piece that he had really done since very early on in his career. Um, so, yeah, it felt good for him to, to go back and do that. So he did OMP 41, which was 2017. Um, and he loved it. An absolute blast. Um, he's a very different type of thinker to me. So 2017 was also when I came into the business and he would come home and tell me about his ice house experience and what he'd been learning. And I'm asking a million questions. He's like, oh, well, I don't know. I didn't ask that question. Oh, I don't know. So we ended up, um, he said, you know, I think you should go as well because you'll get really a really different perspective on things. Mm -hmm. So I ended up doing OMP 44 um, in 2018. And yeah, we, the business had moved on. We were both working in the business at that point. So we were having different um, challenges and there were different opportunities and the business had grown quite a bit. So we both got very, very different things out of Ice House. So for us, that was, um, yeah, it was quite a good journey. Mm. So why did you uh, both decide to do it at different times? Um, couple of reasons. Cost wasn't, um, would have been difficult for us to do it together, um, both from a cost perspective, from a timing perspective. I mean, it's just all encompassing um, going into the program. So we couldn't both step out of our business and our lives. We had small children still. Mm -hmm. um, so it just, that didn't make sense for us from that perspective. Mm. But also, um, we're so in it together that actually having the opportunity to step out and um, have your own cohort of people and share your own perspective and learn on your own terms and raise your own issues without having to think about the other person in that space mm. um, is actually really, has been really valuable for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do encourage that. We do get a lot of uh, husband and wives who are both interested in, in the owner manager and having to explain to them that it is not just a business journey, but it's also a personal journey, mm -hmm. um, as well as, you know, not just a five month program with the Ice House. It actually journeys over 10 months if there's two of you that do it on, on separate cohorts. Plus yeah. expanding your, your network from 24 to 48 is just huge absolutely huge yeah. see Shane no I can't we can't imagine having done it together it just that wouldn't have been right for us mm. but I know um another couple that did it together and they loved it and couldn't imagine not doing it together so mm. I guess it's really personal preference but we we got a lot out of it individually mm. and um after you did or after you finished the the program were there any significant changes that you implemented into the business uh yep <laughs> lots in any that, um, any that you can share <laughs> yeah so so when um so when shane came back so i guess to give some context when shane came along to 
uh, his OMP, we were probably we probably employed about fifty people. Mm -hmm. um, we were operating in one one region, and we were doing one type of work. So he came back with some some big lofty goals around um, customer diversification and uh, what our structure needed to look like to be able to to level up for the next step and grow. Um, so those things we we executed and we um, have brought in um, some external people. We have diversified our customer base and we, we did quite a bit of work around who we wanted to work with and that has paid dividends over time because that was a really important decision for us to make. Mm -hmm. um, so then for me, when I came a, a year later, those things were already engaged and so a lot of what I did was an extension of back of that so we knew that these few things had had really amped it up even within that year so mm -hmm. I probably just took those things a little bit further um, when I got to OMP a year later I think we were sitting at about 150 people so we within that year we had or might have been 120 but it was um, it was a lot and we had increase the size of the business a lot and then it just starts getting a bit exponential so I um I guess the sorts of things I did it wasn't these massive big changes mm. but it was a lot more clarity around where we were going how we were going to do it um being able to make the decisions of where we wanted to take small risks and big risks or no risk um mm. those sorts of things started becoming a lot clearer for me um, my team, I probably spent a lot more time thinking about how to communicate with my team and how to get the best out of my team. So we've got a really, really strong um, leadership team. And well, we've got a really strong team anyway, but our leadership team are quite phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, and part of what I probably recognized coming out of Ice House too was just setting them up for success and letting them unleash rather than Shane and I carrying the business because actually we can't anymore. We're not um, we're not the right people to take everything and carry everything. So having um, having this really strong team and having that horsepower just go and just kind of guiding and leading and helping um, has really was something that I picked up and has been quite a big change for us. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. And how many people are in your leadership team? Um, so last year we our leadership team had grown to about nine and and that had been um, through acquisition as well as a few other things that had happened um, and a lot of these people have been with us from early days so they've grown with the business as well we have restructured this year and we've actually reduced that team um, down to five mm -hmm. and just changed the changed the structure a little bit it was getting to a point where it was just getting a little bit a little bit big that people weren't able to have the clarity that they needed and the decision making was getting a little bit harder mm. so um so yes that's a recent adjustment mm. uh, speaking of recent adjustments uh <laughs> new zealand and, and the world has had to adjust to uh, let's call it an interesting year oh gosh isn't it bad? <laughs> um yeah very interesting year so COVID, COVID, the dreaded COVID. Yeah. Um, it was really interesting for us. So mm -hmm. we, as I mentioned before, we acquired a business um, earlier in the year, which meant 
on the 1st of April, a week into lockdown, mm -hmm. uh, we had to take on 85 staff and then stand them down the same day on 80% wages. Wow. So not only did we buy a business during lockdown, stand down staff um, and have to figure out how to actually transact the business when you couldn't physically be there to check off things. So we were um, checking off a business by a video stream, which well, I wouldn't recommend it, but you know, <laughs> means to an end. Mm -hmm. um, and trying to make sure that our new customer that was associated with that business, the key customer with that business was, was looked after. Mm. So it was a very interesting time. We were an essential service, so it meant that we could work, mm -hmm. um, but we were working at a much, much reduced capacity. So we were doing about 15% of what we normally do in the North mm. Island and maybe 30% in the South Island. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And big drop. <laughs> big drop. Um, we had, it was also a really interesting time socially. So for the guys that were actually working, um, because we were an essential service and we had to keep, uh, the, keep the fiber going so that people could work from home, mm -hmm. um, we had the police called on our people. We had our people were abused by members of the public for being out and not doing their part for the community. So we had a really, um, that, that first, Point of lockdown was actually quite hard and quite tough for our team you know people were scared mm. there's a lot of unknowns um so the way that we worked had to change entirely the way we protected our team changed entirely mm. all of our communication bases all these things that i'm sure all these other businesses out there will be listening to this and going oh yeah same um mm. but it was it was quite yeah it was very tough very challenging what it did do though is man it makes you think different you had to find ways to um to carry on and to make things work and to use the tools that you had um we learned a lot about people who who were resilient and who weren't who stepped up and and who who didn't um which was really interesting and, and gave us some good understanding of of the culture of our business and where it was really strong and where it wasn't mm -hmm. um so yeah, so that, that first lockdown was quite tough. Um, the alert level changes, we were back to work in alert level three, very restricted, but we were back to work. Um, and then when Auckland went back to level three, we don't operate in the Auckland region, so that didn't um, impact us day to day, but it definitely had impacts on um, supply chain, our flight scheduling, you know, there was that changed all sorts of things around how we traveled around the country and, and mm. whatnot. So um, COVID has just been, or this COVID period has been a year of constant decision-making and constantly being willing to change the decision you just made. So <laughs> that's probably my sum up on it for us. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, so what um, learnings have you taken out of the year 2020 so far? Um, learnings. Well, I'm probably even more passionate about um, connectivity now than I was at the beginning of the year. Mm. I've always been very passionate about our business, but I'm I'm even more so about the service we're delivering because of the impact on people in this changing world. So I, I definitely learned a lot about that. Um, I learned 
you know, they say never waste a good crisis. And mm -hmm. I think that once um, the uncertainty had started to subside or you became more uh, more comfortable maybe with that uncertainty, it's actually amazing what you can do and what you can think about and um, the way you can use the opportunity to kind of embed change or um, look at a situation in a different way and, and get people along on that journey a bit faster than they probably would have you know in normal circumstances mm. um i found that the constant decision making was quite exhausting and it was really exhausting for our team so we had to find different ways to support each other and to um yeah take care of each other and debrief and actually blow off a bit of steam because when you're sitting behind a zoom call it's a little bit different than when you're sitting down having a coffee or going for a beer mm -hmm. to actually have a debrief. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, so those are probably some of those key things around, I guess, a bit of human behaviour. So, mm. passion for connectivity and keeping our um, good infrastructure to keep our country functioning, but mm. also then the human behaviour aspects of mm. how to get through a time like this were probably two of the big learning areas for me. Yeah, I learned a little thing around... So you've got your EQ, you've got your IQ, but you've also got AQ, which is adaptability quotient. And it's your ability to adapt to change. Mm -hmm. And yes, more so this year, everyone's having to adapt to a lot more change a lot more quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, it's unknown, um, but again, uh, learning to control the things that you can control and mm -hmm. accept the things that you can't. And also plan, replan, and replan <laughs> this year uh, and constantly communicate that to everyone um, and yeah, just, so, just so that everyone's you know on, on the same path everyone's got the, the same goal I suppose yeah. but also understand that there is a need to constantly change because of the uncertainty yeah oh, sorry I can hear myself we um, we've talked a little bit about not having to get things perfect and um, good, good being good enough at the moment, and mm. so things like you know speed over elegance was a phrase that came out quite a bit over this time because we just had to move so fast. Mm. Um, and for a lot of people, dropping the idea of dropping their standards is really hard to get their heads around. Mm. Um, and so we've had to make sure that we can manage it in a way that we're we're having to move fast for all of these reasons, and we know it's not perfect, but mm. we just don't take focus off the imperfections and we we go into proper continuous improvement so we just keep getting better and better and better um and accept that it's not going to be perfect the first time but it will get better and better mm. um, and that's been quite a mind shift that getting people to adapt to that way of thinking has definitely been noticeable mm. so um last question <laughs> um what learnings or what advice could you give New Zealand business owners this year and going forward? Oh, that's a really big question. <laughs> um, I'm finished with the bang, you know. Yeah, totally. Um, so I guess for me, this year's been really tough. And I think that what that's done for people is it's given them... Um, either some space or no space to, to actually think about different things and what, what they want for their businesses and what they want in their lives. Mm -hmm. So I, I would say 
my key pieces of advice would be have a really clear understanding of what you're trying to achieve both professionally and personally and know that that might change over time and that's okay but just keep checking in to see if you are on track because you don't want to end up in a place that you never intended to be or you don't like um, so so that would probably be one piece of advice and the other thing I don't want to sound too airy fairy but is just be really authentic and true to yourself I think that one of the things we've found in business generally but has really um, worked for us this year is that when I'm really authentic and true to my values and the values of our business and who we are and how we're behaving with our customers and clients and our team um, that's where we're finding success and that's where things are going really well so as soon as you kind of get a little bit flustered and start deviating from that for some reason things go south well for me things go south so I just kind of check in on that stuff stay true to me stay authentic and deliver with those values in mind and you know so far it's all going pretty well and we've come through this this crisis pretty um well very much intact and probably a bit stronger than we were mm, that's fantastic and that's a an amazing way to finish up this podcast thank you so very much for your time today renee i know you're a super busy woman you've got an a, amazing team behind you i look forward to seeing you in a few weeks uh, at the waikato business chamber awards i'm you know wishing you all the best and the team here at ice house will be wishing you all the best thank you very much all right thank you See you later.